Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hey guys, welcome to Ladies Who Law School. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And we are so, so, so excited for our first episode. We've been looking forward to this for a really long time. So yeah, Samantha's been looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this, but I'm not going to lie. She had to talk me into it a little bit. I was nervous at first. Um, But I think that with her big ideas, this podcast could be really awesome. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I think so too. I just felt like we both had really similar views and same experiences so far in law school, which I think could help a lot of people. For sure. Because I know that when I was in the application process, I felt, you know, I would really like to look up to somebody who's going through it. And it's not on YouTube, not on other forms of social media. Yeah, it's nowhere. Reddit. It's definitely... It's on Reddit, actually. Yeah. That's Honestly, not... that's where I <laughs> browsed a lot. So, so <laughs> with that, we would like to give people some more content to go to and just understand what law school is. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Me too. I think there's a lot to talk about. Um, it's You can't just read a book and think it's going to tell you how law school is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we both did read a book. Mm-hmm. And And we will plug that book in the description. Yeah, we'll drop it below. If y'all follow us on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen a little bit about us on our posts. But we want to give you guys a little bit more information on who we are and how we got here. So I'm just going to ask Haley a few questions and she'll ask me a little bit about how we decided that we wanted to be in the legal field. Yeah, so Samantha, let's tell them a little bit about our legal background. If what we have, what we don't have, and yeah, just where you came from. I guess start from high school if you did anything, and then college, and then. Well, for me in high school, I took a government class, and I remember my teacher saying, like, oh, you should really think of going to law school one day. And I never, ever really thought about it more than that one minute that he mentioned it. But then senior year came around and I was really thinking of like, what do I want to do? Because I know I want to do poli-sci in college. I'd already decided that. But what do I want to do after that? Because I'm a big planner. If anyone knows yeah, me. she is a big planner. I like to plan my life like one year ahead of time. In the details. To a fault. Yes, she's a number one Enneagram type. Loves details. 
Details. Yes. Details. <laughs> Details. Um, so I'm a big planner, and I always knew that after graduating high school and going, I went to George College and State University at first. Um, it's a small liberal arts school in Georgia. Um, and when I was there, I started taking political science classes and criminal law classes, and I realized, like, whoa, this is kind of cool. I really like it. But at that school, I wasn't going to have a lot of opportunities to probably get into law school. In my experience, Mm -hmm. my first school didn't have a lot of resources for people who wanted to go to law school. Okay. So there there weren't a lot of opportunities. And I knew that I for sure made my decision my sophomore year that I wanted to go to law school. Okay, so your sophomore year of college. Was when I made the decision, like, this is, I need to start. Planning. Planning. To go to law school and do this and be a legal Mm -hmm. scholar. So I started looking into law schools and, you know, GPAs and LSAT scores. And I realized that I had a better chance um, of getting my law degree if I transferred to a better school. And I knew that UGA had one of the top political science programs in the country. Okay. Um, so I applied, I got in, I transferred. Did I want to transfer? No, I was ditching all my friends. Um, sometimes you just have to do what you have to do. Yeah. And I knew you that that's your, what I wanted to do. Yeah, you had your eye on the prize. Exactly. Moving to Athens, it was a huge adjustment just because I didn't know anybody. Um, I didn't have any friends that went there. Or really, I mean, I knew people, but I was more focused on getting the grades. And then at my first semester at UGA, I made straight A's, which is wow. like... Is that super exciting? Honestly, the best moment in my life because I was like, I'm finally in an environment where I love to learn. I love the school. My teachers are great. It all made sense because I feel like at my first school, I was just like, whatever. Don't really care that much. Maybe you were more in the college mindset. And Mm -hmm. then when you moved to UGA, you were in a scholarly mindset, ready to go to law school. It was like a turning a new leaf. And it definitely showed in my grades. Like I never had a bad semester at UGA, which I think... Boosted my GPA tremendously. Yeah. The law office, they were really helpful in helping me connect with different law schools I might want to go to. There's also the LSAT. Mm. I hated it. Me too. Did not like it. Me Um, too. You know, I, like most students, I was testing very well. So I had my eyes set on law schools up there in the top 50. When I took the test, it wasn't the case. Yeah. And I was like, I, I honestly, after I got my first score back, I told my parents, I'm just going to take a year off and not do this right now because I was so down about it. But then I took it again. I did better. And okay, well, guess I'm going to law school. Guess and, I can make it work. Yeah. Cool. And I think that that's the reality for more people than not is exactly like you said, you're testing high and you're doing really well and then you take the test and it doesn't end like you thought it would yeah and you get the i got the same score back twice like Mm -hmm. it was super defeating Mm -hmm. i just put it all out there and like you're saying like you just had to let the chips fall where they may yeah and look where you are now Mm -hmm. end of your first semester which is crazy so tell me a little bit about how you became interested in the legal field like when did you know that this is what you wanted to do or when did you start thinking like hmm, law school sounds kind of interesting so I feel like you I was in high school and it came to me in high school I mean there's 
There's no denying that. Like you said before, journalism is something that I've always loved. Whenever it was career day in eighth grade, wanted to be a news broadcaster. Then lo and behold, my junior, senior year, I realized being an attorney, having a legal degree and doing journalism can go hand in hand and it could be a thing. I kind of had my eyes on the public relations, poli-sci tie-in. It's funny because my freshman year of college, I thought about, okay, I was in that mindset. I guess you could say of wanting to go to law school. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, it's way early. You know, you're just a freshman. You don't really know what you want. And I was kind of torn and pushed away from it. I guess you could say I was scared away how much reading it was. And as a freshman in college, like all I wanted to do was go out with my friends and have a good time. And I just kind of put it off my radar. Mm -hmm. So my freshman year of college, I mean, I was just like, okay, I'm going to be a public relations rep. I'm going to be someone's PR person. I'm going to help people this way. I want to help people have a voice. I'm going to do it this way. And it's interesting because so much of what I wanted tied in to the reason that I did come to law school. And I think that fast forward two years after graduation of college. Mm -hmm. So six years later, I'm a completely different person now. I'm at my job in a marketing firm and I like it, but so tired. I'm so tired of like working for it towards something that I don't feel like is getting me anywhere. You're not feeling fulfilled. I'm not feeling fulfilled. And I feel like that is the most cliche millennial statement, not being fulfilled. What do I do? (laughs) You know, but it's true though. I did. And it's funny because my two coworkers, we were sitting outside and they were like, you know, have you ever thought about going to law school? And I was like, hmm. It's interesting, too, because I thought about getting my MBA before that. I just never really thought, like, oh, I'll go be a lawyer. And I always thought it was cool, but it was just something that, like I said, I put off my radar. Like, What was it that deterred you from going right out of college? I never thought about it. I think that I was in a completely different situation what happened in my life out of school led me to decide that it was worth the try, Mm -hmm. that it was worth putting myself out there, doing something more and learning a trade and being my own boss. I mean, at this end of the day, that's what I want. I want to be able to control my own money, my own work. I want to tell myself what to do because I just work best that way. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what made me think, okay, I want to do something more. I want to be in the top 10% of people that are most educated in this country. And I want to do something more for our country. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me like go buy the LSAT book and the 1L book that night that I left work that day. Mm -hmm. I get the books, I start reading and I'm thinking, holy crap, what am I like? (laughs) This is going to be insane. You know, like, and it was interesting coming out of not being in school for two years and trying to study for the LSAT, like, it was insane. It was so hard. I mean, I was in school and I still didn't want to study for the LSAT. <laughs> so so I think everyone doesn't want to study for the LSAT. Let us know. Yeah, if let us know. If you like studying for the LSAT, let us know. And then let us know your score, too. 
Yeah, and uh, what you like about studying for the LSAT. <laughs> Logic games, is that it? Any regrets? No, I have no regrets. No, I think it was one of the best decisions I ever made. I definitely feel like I'm in the right place. Mm-hmm. I feel very challenged. I was told from a young age that if I wasn't given things to do, I would get bored easily. And I feel like that is 100% true. If I get bored, I will get myself into trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's... What I learned. I mean, honestly, being in the real world, I do not regret it one minute. I don't regret. I mean, maybe the one thing I regret is not being in the pre-law study class like my freshman and sophomore year of college because they studied for the LSAT. That's literally the reason. Like, guys, it's not because (laughs) I think I would have gotten, like, all these big jobs or this or that. Or Obviously, there's always a plan for you out there. And you have to just trust the process. Okay, Samantha. So let's tell the listeners a little bit about the grading process and the test process within law school. Okay. So as most people know, there's only one exam per class unless you have a teacher that does a midterm, but our section never had to do any midterms. Um, So it's one big exam at the end. Everything's on it. Everything is fair play. Um, some teachers will let you bring in an outline. Some most don't usually. I think it depends on the class. Um, and then usually you have a participation grade as well. So that's anytime you get cold called or you volunteer in class, you can get extra points or it can bump your grade down depending if you're not prepared or not. But generally it is just one test is your grade. One test is your grade. Um, the extra stuff can kind of bump you up or down depending on if it's significant or not. And how long have we had to wait on our grades? Well, we waited for about five weeks. Five weeks. I think it was five weeks, yes. Which is a lot, especially going into a new semester. Not knowing your grades is really daunting. Mm-hmm. Um, every That's all that people are talking about. And, and and thinking about and thinking about it. Yeah, it's interesting because when I saw the email today about the grades and they said that you would come visit with them, it makes you a little nervous because you're like, oh my gosh, like. Well, I think another part of that is we're surrounded by people who have made straight A's all their lives. Yeah, I mean, um, everyone's like very so type A. Exactly, everyone's smart. That's why you're in law school. Yeah, and when you are used to being the top of your class. Um, your whole life, and then you come into an environment where everyone has that same mentality. They've all been the top of their classes, or they've always been the people with the great grades, and this is the first time where they're actually genuinely scared that they might not be number one. But it doesn't define you. Yeah, you are more than just a number. I think that that's something that's important to remember. Your grades don't define you. And it might seem like it does because there are restrictions on, you know, what kind of internship you can get with what law firm, but you're going to fall into place where you need to fall. Definitely. You're going to end up where you need to be. Like everything happens for a reason. I think it's also interesting to think like there's 10% and the other 90% aren't the 10%. And everyone's still getting jobs at great firms. And great places to work and helping people and advocating and being a voice. And I think that that's something that we have to remember. Your grades don't define you. Mm-hmm. It's so important to remind yourself that in law school. Because 
having stress dreams and thinking about it and doting on it is so real. You have to make a conscious effort to not stress about it and let it consume you. Just the part of not knowing is what freaks me out. Yeah. And I think that's what most people freak out about too, is just not knowing, not not having a solid number or a grade in An answer. You. you don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell people like, oh, how's law school? Like, well, I don't know. I don't really know. Like, I'll I know, find out like in the, the fall or in the answer. spring. I don't know. They're like, what? And when you explain mm-hmm. to them like, oh, yeah, I don't get my grades until. And I only uh, take one test. They're like, what? Yeah. What? Like, ah, yes, I agree. It's what? It's a crazy experience. It's so, I feel like humbling and thought provoking. So to me, that how did you feel ten minutes before we got our grades? I know when the talk, the clock was ticking, and it said twelve fifty two. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like so sick. So I was anxiously waiting. I was trying to distract myself by watching TV. I didn't, I didn't want to think about it. Mm -hmm. And then I read our group message for our section and someone said, Oh, they've been posted early. So immediately I texted y'all and then I hopped on my computer, logged in, saw my grades and I was relieved. Number one, because I'm good. I didn't fail out. And, you know, life is good. I'm happy with my results, even though it's not straight A's. But I didn't really expect that, so. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. We want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers. Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frida McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. What about you? Yeah, I think I was I was driving um, to Dallas to visit my boyfriend and... I was really nervous. I was like, okay, I'll just wait it out. Like I'll wait till I get there or I'll just wait till I get somewhere I can pull over. And I text my sister and I was like, Hey, what are you doing? You know? And she knew because I saw her the day before. 
about grades coming out at one. And she was like, oh my gosh, have you checked? And I was like, no, no, I can't. I'm driving. She's like, oh, well, do you want me to check? And I was like, yeah, yeah, check. Oh, because I was so like scared. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do it. You know, I was saying like, mm-hmm. I don't want to check them by myself. I'm nervous. Like mm-hmm. also too, just like, I thought I could wait it out. But when it happened, I was just like, oh my God, I want to know. Mm-hmm. As soon as everyone was like, they're posted, they're posted. So she gets on there. It takes like a good 15 minutes for her to log in because she's like, ask me my password. Can't remember my password. And... Needless to say, she's like, uh, and she goes, okay, I'm in. And, uh, and she just says my GPA. And I was like, okay, okay, that's good. And I was like, okay, like, can you, do you see any of my grades? Like, mm-hmm. cause you know, when we were in that meeting, um, the career services, they were saying, you know, this GPA is just a number. Like you don't really know what that means. It's just literally a number. And she starts reading me off my grades and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I was so happy and I was just like, oh my gosh, but also just like in shock kind of because I was just so confused about how I did. Okay, so we're going to start with a little game um, that I came up with <laughs> and essentially since this is our first time for me and Samantha to talk about our grades, we did make a pact to each other that we were going to tell each other exactly what we got, but we would at least tell each other what our rank was in our best class because everyone has a best class and everyone has a worst class regardless of the grade. And so who can help and be, you know, more knowledgeable maybe in a certain subject, right? So first I'm going to say what I thought my rank was. So I thought I did best first in contracts, second civil procedure, and my worst class would have been torts. Okay. What about you? Um, my best I thought was contracts as well. My second best, I thought, was civil procedure, and my worst, I thought, was torts. So the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So I picked for you that I thought your best class would have been contracts, and then civil procedure, and then torts. So mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing as you thought. I think we were like both in the same mindset. Mm-hmm. So I thought for you that first was going to be torts, and then I thought it was going to be civil procedure, and then contracts. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's so And the only reason I say that is because, number one, I felt like everyone everyone would have done well in civil procedure because we had the outline. Yeah. So I automatically put that as, like, second for everybody. Yeah. But for you, I put contracts last because um, we had overheard some people talk about it. Yeah. And you had given a different answer of what I thought was right. Yeah, and we so gave that's the only reason answers. I thought. Okay. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the big reveal. Drum roll. <laughs> okay. So what was your worst class? My worst class was civil procedure. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I think and it's so funny that we would like I just whenever I looked in the group me and one of our classmates said something like, and when you remembered you had to do the pleading and I thought that's what got me, yeah. man. Like, oh my gosh. Yep. Um basically our teacher asked us to write a complaint. Draft a complaint Draft is what a complaint, she said. And, um, yeah, that's the one thing I did not study. Or, or put, put in my in, outline. Yeah, or put in the outline. So, of course, it's the one thing that's on the exam. And I think she did that on purpose. And she and it's funny because we really only saw them, like, in our book. We never were handed complaints, really, mm-hmm. except for in skills, which is, like, one time. And so it was something that we had definitely talked about, but it was not, like, it was something we, we went had into depth. De- Yes, and that you would have known, this is exactly what I need. So for it to be such a big part of the exam, I think a lot of us were really shocked by mm-hmm. that. And now we know that anything is fair game in her tests. 
anything. And I think it's nice that we get our tests back and we can look at it and we can go, we know what to do better, you know, even with an outline. It doesn't matter. You still need to study and study every little part. The worst thing you can do is put everything on an outline and then not know where it is on the outline and not even be familiar with the concepts because then you're going to spend your whole time looking at the outline. And then when they say, oh, five minutes left. You're going to be like, ah! Yeah. I know. I'm really interested to see, especially with the second question being about jurisdiction and like getting more into the nitty gritty. Obviously, we know the complaint probably ruined us. Mm-hmm. And that, if that's half the points, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it makes like, sense. Yeah. Okay. So, what was your middle class, your second best? Torts. Mine was contracts. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's funny because obviously I said torts was my worst class. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, now we know what our best class mm-hmm. Yours was contract, mine was torts. So it's funny because I said towards was my worst. I told you this from the beginning. I thought towards was my worst. When I heard my towards grade, I was like, what? Like, that's why I was in shock. I was mm-hmm. like, wait, can you repeat that? Like, obviously I'm on the phone with my sister. Like, is she reading this wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, I contracts is like Your thing. the love of my life, mm-hmm. you know? And, but it's funny because. I had this feeling that that was also, it's, you're very good at contracts. That's something that comes very easily to you. And I think that that is really exciting that you got your best. Yeah, I, I didn't think going into contracts, the exam, I didn't feel like it was going to be oh my best class. Yeah. But after I took the exam and I realized all these minute things that I had caught, and remembered and, and remembered and called to the attention. You were do you did really good. I think and it was so impressive, Samantha, that that was our first exam. And you're right, whenever and unfortunately, you know, they say not to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I do agree, don't talk about your exams. But well, that's the first one that anyone took. And we and made the mistake was, and yeah, we all talked about we it. We all so, talked about it. Granted. So I kinda had an idea and I was hoping that what I my gut was telling me was right was yeah. right, and it turned out I'm, it did, I mean, it I did, haven't it, seen the test itself yet, but it was. And it obvi- and if it was your best grade, then mm-hmm. it obviously worked out. Yeah, right? I mean, it was better than LRW, so, yeah. That's super exciting. I know. I was So, yeah, go contracts. Go contracts. And go towards. That's a four-credit class, dude. So. I think that's what, like, saved my GPA low-key. Yeah. Big gold. Thank God. <laughs> Whenever so we have the messages in our group message, she's like, guys, I'm back for another semester. Live on to fight another day. Uh, on it, like, as weird as it may sound to people who are listening who are maybe not in law school, yeah. for us, it's the small things. Mm-hmm. And our small thing was just getting to pass to the next and semester. And getting validation that. Getting validation that we're you're supposed not to be here. a dummy. Yeah, and we're supposed to be here. We are getting the material. What we did last semester worked. Mm-hmm. And it's nice, honestly, that both of our worst class was something we can go back and we can look at mm-hmm. and we can be better at. And honestly, in our study group, now we know everyone has a strong point. Yes, what's your we, strength? Exactly. And so we all have different strengths because we all had very... Um, different classes that we're strong in yes we all had different um taught classes which is surprising but is it because it's funny i think it it makes me so happy because it means we're well well rounded and Mm -hmm. we can take care of each other and we can do this and this next semester we can take it by storm and i think a good indicator of how we were doing is well for contracts i put myself in charge of flow charting everything and that and i think that honestly it's the think, one thing that I worked. Think, I think something that you did 
by writing things out when like whenever they're like, okay, go. And you wrote it all out because it was a flow chart and it was like memorable was something that I looked back and I thought, dang, I wish I could have done that. That seemed like it helped so much. Mm-hmm. And I did that for torts and ironically. And enough, I didn't do that for torts. Yeah. And I so. think, and I think that is the part where, you know, you hear these little things that we do or, and, and sometimes we just don't know the subject well enough, you know, or sometimes we don't think of that. And it's nice to know be close enough with someone to know, okay, that did work. We should do that. Mm -hmm. We should learn this way. Digesting the information, putting in outlines is the way to do it. Everyone says, okay, you know, don't buy your outlines from a 2L because it's not going to do you any good. And it's funny because it's like parents talking and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, professor. Like, what do you know? You've only been here for 30 years. (laughs) And joke's on us because... Joke's on us because digesting the information from an outline is, like, the most important thing. I feel like it's the only way to learn the law. And and I think another thing, not only outlining, but coming up with creative ways to learn. Flowcharting, outlining, I mean, talking it through. I mean, our, we'll talk about a few ways that we studied as a study group. And I really think it's helpful. Um, and we also have new techniques that we're implementing this semester that we'll talk about. And hopefully those will pay off and we'll mm-hmm. get... I think the validation that we needed as a study group, not only individually for our grades, but now that we know that we all did well, that means we're doing something right as a study group as well. Yeah. Because it'd be so different if we were just all over the map. Yeah. You know, so we all have pretty, like, it sounds like we haven't revealed our exact grades just for the sake of, you know. Integrity, the study group, and, you know, also some people just don't feel comfortable, and that's completely fine, you know. But from what I can gather, we, we're all in the same ballpark. Um, I agree. Which is totally okay, and I think that it's a just good means thing. that we're working in a way that's productive to each person individually as well. Okay, well, that's all from us today. Thank you so much for sticking around this long. If you did, please um, follow us on Instagram. We have a Facebook and a Twitter. It's all at Ladies Who Law School Podcast. Leave a review, you know, helpful critiques or any comments or subjects that you guys would like to talk about is great. You can always DM us on Instagram as well. Yeah, and we look forward to hearing from you guys about different topics and subject ideas that you want to talk about because we're here for you. Make sure you're listening to the end for secret words and secret uh, code things. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.